Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday, and welcome back to the Sunshine Steven Podcast. This week, I'm looking at failure. Who is she? We know her. We've all had to deal with her at some point in our life. If not, you will. Trust me, bitch. She is a bitch. But she's also your friend. <laughs> There's a lot that you can learn from failure. There's um, so much growth and personal development that you can learn. So in this episode, I'm diving into some personal um, shiz of where um, times that I've failed, whether it be in love, education, or work, I'm going to dive right into that and just lay it all out there so you know that, you know, you're not the only one, trust. And I also have a new little segment, what I'm, which I'm calling, see, I'm already failing right now. I failed. That was a failure, but it's okay. I'm going to pick myself up and go on because that's what you're supposed to do. I have a new segment that I like to call <laughs> Creative Corner. I'm cracking myself up, where I'm going to be sitting down with CN Sloan and talking about different creative um, avenues that we've gone through in life, um, some of which I failed on and we failed on. So, it is what it is, but be looking on that because I have a couple already recorded and just be sprinkling them uh, over the next couple episodes and um, hopefully you guys enjoy it. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about this failure. I know she's rude. She's bossy. Um, but girl, failure. <laughs> she's your friend. Alrighty, loves, let's get into it. And like I said, this is going to be a bit personal. So, like, hopefully we're on that level. And if we're not, <laughs> surprise, bitch, we're about to be. So, three topics that I'm going to be talking about. Failing at love, education, and work. So, I'm going to give some examples and some backstories and talk about how I've grown from them and everything like that. So, disclaimer, first of all, when I go in, because I'm about to start with love, um, totally grew from the experience, totally fine now, happily married, you know, was young, shit happened, you know, it is what it is. But um, said person who I thought was going to be um, my forever at one point in my, well, several points in my life, but mainly one point in my life. Um, I was super young, super, super young. It was my, my first serious, serious, serious relationship. So, um, and I'm trying to go through like the timeline because it's a blur because that was like almost 10 years ago when I think about it, which is like gross. But um, so we dated, we started, you know, we hit it off. It was one of those like romantic um and things where you you hit it off. Um, we went on our first date. I remember I was so nervous I didn't eat much. We went to like a, a steakhouse type place and um, all I ate was like a little bit of an appetizer and was like, I don't know. And then we went to go see like the most confusing movie I've ever seen before in my life, Cloud Atlas. What a mind fuck and what a horrible movie to see on a, a not even on a first date, but like a date, like a horrible movie in general to see. It was so confusing. It was so much. And I was just like, what is going on? Like I, but it was like the only thing worth seeing at the time because it had like, um, really big celebrities and stuff in it, but like, I digress. Really bad, whatever. So we started seeing each other dating. Um, it was moving pretty quickly and everything. Um, spent the holidays. It's all cutesy and everything. Uh, I've talked about him before on the podcast where, um, he he went on a cruise. Um, 
and came back and said he did soul searching and everything and decided to end it um, the first time. I mean, girl, this feels like a Taylor Swift album already. <laughs> so he ended it the first time really badly too. Like he was on dating apps and stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck? Um, but two or three, it was like maybe a month and a half, maybe two months at max we were back together. Like I had a little fling or whatever um, during that time, but then we got back together and this time it was like, Oh, uh, you know, the, uh, all that bullshit. <laughs> it was like, Oh, I, I never should have done it. It was all me. I miss you. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we get back together <laughs> and then um, he actually ends up proposing mm, cringing, just thinking about it. But the ring was really pretty and cute. I should have kept it. But, um, so yeah, I said yes. And then we moved in together and it was nice for a while. Like we were, we were building a life together and everything like that. And um, just very, what I was wanted, what I was um, uh, hoping for and everything. But then like shit started to go downhill. Like, oh, there was just so many issues and red flags and every which way we were trying to make it work and fix. It just wasn't. It wasn't working. It wasn't happening. And I full heartedly admit, you know, we were both wrong at times. Um, some of us more than others, but whatever. Uh, but we, uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't ever going to last. You know, looking back, I've definitely grown from it. And it was definitely an learning experience. Um, had several Adele cry all night moments and stuff like that. But that was the worst part. Like when the second time when we broke up, like it was something so petty and trivial like it just was so dumb and he was just like i'm over this are you over this and i was like yeah i guess i'm over this but then like of course later that night i was like i'm not over this and he was like well i'm going on a date and i was like well, you're a dick so i literally slept on the floor in one of the spare bedrooms it was just not cute and oh gosh it was just it was just not but i can fool <laughs> like like i like fail that well i guess i I don't know. It's hard. I don't want to say like I failed that relationship, but like that relationship was a failure. It did not last. There was not a happily ever after forever, anything like that. Like the ring was given back. Like it was just not, it didn't, it didn't work. It didn't happen. And honestly, none of my relationships except for my husband um, worked. So look at the bright side. They may have failed, but at the, in the end I ended up with, um, who I was meant to be with and now we're married and have two dogs and uh, our white picket fence is coming true. So again, I've grown from that. I think, you know, especially being that young, cause I was like oh, early twenties and everything. It's hard at the time to think like you just have this idea, or at least for me, cause I was such a hopeless romantic. Um, and was like, Oh no, th- it has to be this forever. Like, no, it's okay. Like, I know it sucked and it's so cliche, but I really do. And I'm keep saying this, like things happen for a reason and that relationship failing and not going through definitely happened for a big, big reason. And, you know, as much as it was shitty and there was so much, you know, heartbreak and tears and anger and all this bullshit, like at least, you know, at the end of the day, we're both saying, well, I don't know. I don't communicate, but at least I'm saying ish. So, <laughs> It, it definitely was an experience to be had to become an adult, I guess, because I don't know, I guess growing, um, 
up and everything, there wasn't much to go off of for me for relationships and especially uh, gay relationships or anything. So um, experiencing that firsthand, like, I, I don't know, like you want to guard your heart and yourself so much to say, you know, I never want that big heartbreak. I never want, but for some reason, some weird, crazy, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm glad that it happened then versus now. Cause I wouldn't want to be one of those people um, oh my God, like, well, what the fuck? Like if we ended up getting married and being together, like it would have not have last at all. No. So I didn't want to be one of those people that get married. Um, and then in like a year or two or like, fuck, uh, we're done because I just not cute, not fun. So that failed that love, um, failed, but it's okay. I grew from it. Um, I got to grow closer to my husband. Um, not at the time we weren't married, but we were dating and stuff but then yeah that's a whole nother thing watch our marriage episode uh watch it listen to it and you'll get the full backstory there so that failed i moved on you should too so if you're out there and you've had loves that um have failed relationships and shit like that like girl it's okay you're not the only one but like i said failure she's your friend you know you have friends they all throughout your life, you know, that are there for you and you might go a long time without talking to them and then you can pick up and be like, uh, and sometimes they do shitty things, but it's okay. Like failure is your friend because you help, she helps you grow from stuff, you know? So moving along to failing in education, which kind of, um, and I don't want to sound like, Oh, a boy made me do it. Cause I, I fully take responsibility because it, it definitely was my fault. Um, failing <laughs> and backstory on this as well too. I was always one of those kids that was very look. Okay. So I grew up very poor and I knew like the only way for me to get to college was to make good grades and everything like that. So, whatever I could do if I if I had to get extra credit if I had to extra study and stuff like I would be the kid that would come home with like a progress report and have a C or B on it and my mom would be like well did you try your best and I'm like yeah she was like well you need to bring it up you're smarter than that yada 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 and I'm like okay, I'm punishing myself. And she'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, yes, I have to read these books. I have to at least do these um, times tables or whatever it may have been. And she'd be like, okay, like, whatever. She, I feel like, and she told me, I don't feel like it. She told me, she was like, I never have to worry with you when it comes to like grades and stuff like that, because you're harder on yourself than anybody else. Because like I said before, multiple times, my mind always goes worst case scenario. So I always thought like, well, if I'm not going to um, get into college, if I'm not going to have a good degree or a good grades or anything like that, like I'm just going to have to become like a stripper, a crack dealer or something because that's how people in my town lived. <laughs> and that's how um, a, a lot of people that I saw, like my sisters didn't graduate high school and stuff. So I didn't want to become just another statistic. And so I really stuck it um, to the man and was like, I'm going to be great. And I really did. I was great. I got good grades. Um, I mean, I'm talking, I bartered with like in high school with teachers, like, hey, for spring break, I'll write an extra essay um, for extra credit. And they'd be like, okay. Uh, so I, I did all this just because I was like, I'm dead set on going to college and not fucking up and everything. Um, and girl. I fucked it up a little bit. <laughs> so um, this failure uh, came in the form of was really doing great the first um, couple semesters. But then 
I got wrapped up in the whole relationship thing and, you know, I was working a lot and everything. But again, I should have still buckled down, you know. Um, it always reminds me of that triangle thing that they do. They It's like almost scared straight shit when they put you in college and it's like they draw a triangle and one has good grades, one has social life, and one has, uh, I think, sleep or something like that. And they're like, you can only choose two. I chose none. <laughs> like I was like, fuck this. I, the only social life I had was really with my um, uh, my fiance at the time and everything. And uh, grades just started to go down a little bit, you know. And I didn't know what I really wanted, so I took a whole bunch of um, psychology classes. Did not like them, so I failed them miserably. So I failed like two classes i actually got my one of my scholarships taken away so i had to take out even more student loans so that part i do heavily regret kicking myself because i'm like i didn't have to take out as many loans but um bitch like i said i i grew from it so um i i got my shit together um and really started to buckle down a little bit and was like you know what you need to um do better because you're making um baby little nugget steven cry right now so plenty of opportunities to become a stripper or crack dealer but i was like no i need to get my shit together because i was like you know already on academic probation and everything and i will say so and it's funny because people notice i i I worked overnights at a hotel which spoiler alert there's not a lot to do so I'd always get my stuff done, but always have like at least an hour or two during the shift to just like stand there and wait if the phone rang or anything like that. So I'd always bring my um, college books and stuff like that, my textbooks, and do homework or study and stuff like that. And sometimes guests would come up. It was an extended stay. So you weren't really – I wasn't really checking in people at like 1, 2, 3 in the morning, but sometimes – that did happen and it was really sketchy and they were prostitutes, but whatever. Um, so I would study and stuff and so people would notice it, but then people started calling me out and be like, why don't you study anymore? And I'd be like, Ugh. cause I started to give up and I was like, fuck college. Like it is what it is. But then I realized like, no, you need to get shit together. And this one um, guest who was there for a while, like he was always super cool Um, And it would always come in and talk. And he was, like, super chill and everything. Um, And he picked up on it, too. And he was like, you know, um, I haven't seen you really cracking the books or anything. And I was like, yeah, I'm just over it. I feel discouraged because um, I'm failing. uh, Or I failed uh, and already one class. I think one class was already posted. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to fail another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, so? And I was like, I mean, that's it, right? Like, they're taking away my scholarships and um, this is just bullshit and fuck my life. Right. And he was like, nah, bro. And he was like, um, where do you go? <laughs> Turns out he's, he was a fucking professor at the university that I was going to. And I was like, oh shit word. And he was like, I failed classes. Like it's okay. Like you will survive. Like it sucks, but like, don't be so hard on yourself because, um, you can, you can make it through it. You can, you know, you can still, he was like, I'm a professor. Like, fullheartedly admit though that I failed so it's okay and I was like word this is okay so that was really another tipping point that I was like oh shit like people can because again my mind was like oh you start failing you know academic probation and stuff like for some reason I was like this is gonna be on your permanent record everybody that you go work for is gonna think you're an idiot and you're stupid and they're gonna hate you and punch you and like 
Whoa. So, no. So I learned from that. You know, failure came in. She did her little thing, made me fail. I had a cry session. But then I was like, hey, girl, let's go get some drinks. I'm okay with this. And I was. So at the end of the day, bitch, I still got my degree. So (laughs) on that. So like I said, if you've ever had a point in moment, especially in um, school, high school, or college or anything like that where you failed with grades and stuff like that or testing in general because i'm a horrible tester girl you'll be fine don't ask me how many times it took me to get my driver's license three times it took three times i hate test so mm, (laughs) moving on um so the last one that i want to talk about is work failing in work and so i definitely have um some very um specific moments that come out in my mind um, with this. But I also, as in general, I feel like very hard on myself. And if you listen to uh, one of my previous episodes, Work That Leadership with um, special guest Amanda, we talk about how um, our generation is very like, oh, I want it now. Like the little bitch from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like, uh, I want everything now. So I definitely thought like, I'm the bee's knees going on job interviews and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not talking like, I'm talking like big boy jobs, like post-college jobs that I wanted and not getting them and just feeling rejected and everything that sucks. But, you know, like I said, everything's meant to happen for a reason. So I was like, you know, I wasn't supposed to get those jobs moving along, but I was, um, working at one place. It was in hospitality and I did go out for, um, a supervisor position job. Not only once, but twice. <laughs> and it uh, I failed both times. So uh, that sucked. So, and, and like the reasoning was really, it was like a, a poor piss excuse. Um, and it was kind of sexist, but whatever. Um, but like, it just, it really, hurt, it hit me then and hurt me then. It was like, I just really wanted to move up with the company and be with the company and stuff. But now looking back, I was like, this company ain't paying shit. I would have gotten $1 more an hour to do all this extra bullshit and just, no, I was not having it. And so in my little small mind, uh, small, not my small mind, I have a big mind, um, open mind, I guess uh, you could say, yeah, open mind, not big mind. I'm not that great. Um, but my small town mentality was, you know, $13, $14 an hour. That's like killing it, making a living. No, baby, Steven. No. So I was so like upset to get passed up twice and be like, oh, whatever. So I actually transferred, went to a different department and everything like that. Was working there and then um, got bumped up even more. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. But then once I got into the real world <laughs> and saw like what jobs were offering with a degree and stuff like that, I was like, bitch. 11 to $14 ain't shit. So I, I don't know. In a weird way, like I'm glad that I failed at that and I didn't get that opportunity because it led to such better opportunity in my career and growth and everything. So um, yeah, I don't think I would have been happy with actually then I thought like, just like I thought I wanted to be in that relationship, just like I thought like, well, the world's ending if I fail I thought, like, for sure, like, if I don't get this job, like, I I just want to be with this company forever. Like, no, I'm glad that it will happen. Like I said, everything happens for a reason. So, bam, it happened. I failed. I got over it. I progressed in my career, moved into a different whole 
thing with human resources and I absolutely love it. So I'm glad that that happened. So you know what? Little Miss Failure, you might be bitchy sometimes and you might be a little bit toxic and make me feel like shit, but you know what? I pull through and I grow and if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be as strong as I am. So everybody say thank you, Failure, and then silently wish that she would be pushed in front of a bus like Regina George. Hello there, this is Stephen Rice. And Brandon Rice. Better known as Mr. and Mr. Rice. And we know that Mondays can be killer. So we are here to explore that. With our podcast, Murder Mondays, you'll get your fill of thrills and chills. Real spooky stuff, no matter what time of the year it is. If you're obsessed with all the true gritty details of true crime murder stories, then this is the podcast for you. So join us every Monday as we explore chilling murder stories. It sure is going to be a scream. For the meditation minute for this week, I wanted to take a break from the meditation book and actually bring light to something that I actually posted on Instagram, and it relates to failure. The quote was, failure is another stepping stone to success. I think that's spot on and a reason why I wanted to do this episode. There are so many stepping stones to success, and failure is riddled all throughout those steps. So just know you're not in this alone. Keep making those steps as long as you go forwards. Now let's breathe in and out and enjoy this meditation minute.
one thing I find very interesting and kind of stupid is when like uh, tabloids and media will show like big name celebs and stuff like, oh my God, look at Rihanna shopping for socks. She's just like us. Like, duh, of course, they're still human. So um, speaking of failure and everything like that, uh, I, I just wanted to um, go through just some big success stories and talk about the failure that came along with that. Just so you know, like, yo bitch you're really not alone and like <laughs> when celebs they're just like us <laughs> so i found this cute little article six uh stories of super successful uh or super successes who overcame successes who overcame failure sorry entrepreneur.com uh first one ariana or ari uh, ariana ari <laughs> Clearly, I'm failing at reading. Um, Huffington got rejected by 36 publishers. Okay, so you know the Huffington Post? Boom. Rejected 36. That's a lot. That, that's but Go, girl. Go, go, go. Um, Bill Gates watched his first company crumble. Um, Bill Gates has so much fucking money. What did he do? Okay, let me read a little bit. Um, oh... He tried to sell an idea alongside his business partner, Paul Allen, but they they the product barely even worked. It was a complete disaster. However, the failure did not hold Gates back from exploring new opportunities, and a few years later, he created his first Microsoft product. Work, bitch. Work, bitch. Um, it looks like it was a data something that he tried to do. Um, oh. uh, let's see. George uh, Steinbrenner... Bankrupt a team. Oh, this is sports. <laughs> I was like, bankrupt a team? What team? Like, team of publicists? No. Um, uh, this looks like George made a name for himself when he acquired the ownership of the New York Yankees. Uh, but he did own a small uh, basketball team called the Cleveland Pipers back in 1960. Cool. Um, Walt Disney was told he lacked creativity. Bish, what? Okay, that's a little okay. Uh, one of the most creative geniuses in the 20s got once got fired from a newspaper because he was told he lacked creativity. Wow, that was some that's some sh okay. Um, wow, it looks like it was Laugh O Graham films, and he even raised $15,000 for the company, but eventually was forced to close. Wow, that sucks. Um, Steve Jobs was booted from his own company. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Steve Jobs is impressive. Oh yeah, he's impressive. He was actually Jobs. Oh my gosh. What? Okay, Jobs founded success in his 20s when Apple, when Apple became a massive empire. But when he was 30, Apple's board of directors decided to fire him. Undaunted by the failure, Jobs founded a new company, Next, um, which is N-E-X-T, like capitalized, which was eventually acquired by Apple. Once back at Apple, <laughs> damn, uh, Jobs proved his, damn, look at him. He said, you know what, bitch? <laughs> this ain't the last of me. Bye. Uh, last one was Milton Hershey started three candy companies before Hershey's kicked off. Bitch, what? Oh my gosh. So Milton Hershey, Hershey, <laughs> Hershey, it's late. I'm tired, y'all. 
uh, had three different companies, three candy companies before Hershey's. So see, look at there. All these famous rich people, you know, they didn't let failure stop them. So you don't let failure stop you. You can do whatever the want. you want. Sky's the limit. Dream your dreams. Dream big. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're a model. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the podcast, CN Sloan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. Yay. I'm so happy that you can join me in this new segment, uh, Creative Corner. We're going to be talking, you know, just creative stuff that we've both done. Talk a little bit about how it's helped us be creative and um, work on our mental health and everything. So the first topic, um, first thing that we're going to be discussing is writing. Yes. So whether it be for me, okay, so I guess that's what we could do. So I've written tons of poems. I'm working on a book. And then also I do journaling. Hell yeah. For you... Yeah, so for me, um, started out writing stories, so like books, and recently, past couple years, I've transitioned into writing screenplays. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the direction I'm headed. Um, written um, lyrics before, so like music lyrics um, with my boyfriend, so we've done that together. But I really focus on screenplays now, but definitely just a storyteller kind of yes. writer. Yeah, I feel like I've always... Um, liked writing especially stories yeah i remember when i was younger i don't know if they had it at your school but they had this thing i think it was like young authors of america or something like that i feel like i remember something like that yeah I don't know it was called it was something, yeah, it was something like lines. that yeah where you had to like submit a story and like the best of the best would get like submitted or something i don't know but i used to always love just writing Yes. random made up stuff yeah i have this book back from when i was a kid because uh, my grandma had a typewriter so in the summers i would be with her and i have this book of the stories i would write on the typewriter and they were so bad the grammar was terrible <laughs> and you know they made zero sense but it was they were i was so creative back then i was like man i wrote stories about like talking horses look at you go. butterflies that had personality <laughs> like oh man i'm chock full of stories <laughs> look side note i've for a while was petrified of butterflies what? because <laughs> in like fourth or fifth grade we were watching this um movie on helen keller and it was yeah. animated yeah and the way that it was it was so weird like she was uh with her family and they were riding um i think on a horse or something and a butterfly comes and, like lands on her face like her forehead and nose area and she at first she was like oh but, and then next thing you know she was like i can't see i can't see oh my god <laughs> so everybody was like oh my god <laughs> the butterfly butterflies took, did it <laughs> the butterflies <laughs> did it it took her sight and hearing oh my, gosh. Oh my gosh um so yeah, that's a fun fact about uh, me being afraid of butterflies for a long time. But yeah, it's super great because I have I used to have journals and stuff looking back when I was a kid and I was just like, oh, you're so creative. But it's also like, oh, you can't spell worth a shit. <laughs> this grammar is all... It's like this sentence structure, Christina. Seven-year-old right. you, what the heck? Get it but together. Get it together, girl. Uh, but no, I just love writing and telling stories because i feel like 
me, I'm always in this daydream state mm -hmm. where I'm just always thinking of a story. Yeah, something. And like, there's always something, even just like looking at people. Like, remember when we were, when we were at the park earlier today? Yeah. And we saw those two people and we were like, boom, oh, here's our backstory. Right? And we were like, ooh, are they breaking up right now? Yeah, like, you know, like, totally. Like, yeah. let's just make their whole story and, you know, just make oh, one up, you that's know? So fun. And that's, that's so fun. I do that all the time. See, we could have, uh, if you lived here, like I said, we could have our my podcast idea. I'm not going to say it because somebody steals it, but that could be the premise of the podcast is people watching and. Oh my gosh, yeah, that would be so on the fun. Fly. That would be super fun. What? Too bad you don't live here, stupid bitch. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, writing, <laughs> I feel like um, for me, it's helped be creative, of course, because you, you get your juices flowing. Yes. We've had writing sessions before where That's we're like, fun here's a story that I have and run it by you. And like, it's almost like a, a cute little puzzle. Cause you're like, Oh, well, if I make them do this, then this character can do this and everything like that. Yeah. But mainly right now, which I need to be better about, I'm writing like my memoirs, which is something that I've redone like three or four times. Cause you know, you get different ideas mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh great. But it's also, I feel like it's, therapeutic to put it out there. It is, writing so, as a whole is so therapeutic mm -hmm. and like, you know, being able to write your own story too. That's right. why I encourage everyone to journal. Yes. Know, it doesn't have to be some structured thing. Yeah. You can just be getting all of hey, the today. Yeah, yep. it's like all the shit that's in your head from the day yeah. out and that's so therapeutic in 100. itself. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, one day when we sell our stuff. You sell a screenplay or two, and I sell yep. books and stuff. Yep. It's been great. We're going to listen back to this. I'm like, oh, remember. We're, we're such amateurs back then. <laughs> like, These had big dreams. Exactly. I do recommend, though, like people, even if you're not a writer, because I get it, it's not for everybody. Right. But like at least journaling, I feel like, is yeah. a good place to start. I like just to, scribble, like you said. Yeah. I used to want to start. I still do want to start a nonprofit yeah. where the goal is to get everyone a, oh, is to get everyone a journal, uh, like provide journals for yeah. kids in that other privileged awesome. areas yeah. and encourage writing, encourage them to get Let's their thoughts out. Let's do that. My dog is crying in the <laughs> oh background. My, <laughs> my baby girl. She likes to write too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was the, our first take on creative corner. Um, <laughs> my doggy is just <laughs> loving me She's right like, now. Love me now. Love me. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me for this um, segment, and I'm sure I'll be hearing from you very soon. Very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> For this week's history lesson, we're talking about the one and only Judy Carland, who is a if not the most amazing gay icon of all time. I mean, we have, um, now we call, you know, gay slang for best friends is my best Judy. Um, friend of Dorothy derives from like, it was like a code word to know like, you're gay, yeah. Are you gay? Yeah, we're gay. Yeah, we're friends of Dorothy. So Judy Garland, I mean, just so much passion from the gays. And, uh, you know, I was reading up because, of course, I was not around when she was around. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of gay men at the time said that they kind of 
you know, felt a strong bond with her because of her struggles and everything like that, especially with the time uh, with being a homosexual man. Um, and she also, you know, I've seen interviews and stuff where people point out and say, well, there's a lot of homosexuals in your audience and stuff. And she's like, okay, and like no fucks given, which was kind of a big deal back then because a lot of people try to save face and like not get into all that. But you know what? She said, fuck that. I'm going to, you know, you know, spread the rainbow, spread the love. So, um, and I mean, she's just given the gaze. She's so many great performances. I mean, of course, Dorothy. Um, but I mean, A Star is Born. I mean, uh, like everything. Like, there's just so much that she's done. Um, um, really amazing. Um, and then she gave us Liza Minnelli. So, like... <laughs> How could we not? How could we not? Also, um, if you haven't seen the movie Judy that came out recently, um, not recently, it was came out last year with Renee Zellweger playing Judy. Uh, it's amazing. It's such a heartbreaking thing um, that she had to go through. Um, but yeah, we we love you, Judy. Really, honestly, truly. Um, there's even you know the the. I don't know even to call it a myth, but maybe a legend or something like a lot of people thought that maybe the Stonewall riots, uh, the straw that broke the Hamill's back was Judy Garland's death. And I mean, I'd throw a big brick over that, brick over that, bitch over that, whatever. Yeah. So we love you, Judy. Well, loves, that's all I have for you for this week. Hopefully you feel a little bit inspired and know that you can do whatever you put your mind to. Yes, I love that for you. Yes. Also, be sure to check out my new podcast along with my husband. He's kind of cute. I like him. It's called Murder Mondays, and it's a bit different <laughs> from the bright and shininess of Sunshine Steven, but it will be dropping every Monday, and it is a true crime prod. I'm that up that was a failure on my part but whatever it is a true crime podcast and we're also doing spooky stories in it so be sure to be on the lookout for that please go over subscribe like it review it let your friends know that'd be great next week i have an event a thing that i just uh so clearly i love meditation hence why i put meditation in every single episode so next week i'm taking a step forward and doing a meditation week yeah that's right so i'm going to be doing um a lot of post meditation wise i have a special guest who's talking all about meditation and then also a meditation weekend special and even a giveaway so stay tuned for that and you might be asking where could i find that at well you can find me on my social medias at sir stephen rice on instagram facebook and twitter so make sure that you go on that and see everything with the meditation week also a big thank you to cm sloan for stopping by for a creative corner hopefully you guys like this guys gals everything in between not binary um trying to get better on that you know i, I, I hate saying you guys and thank you guys and stuff like that but i, I need to be better so i'm so sorry forgive me uh, but yes, thank you so much, CN Sloan, for stopping by. Um, again, I hope you all um, like the Creative Corner aspect. Um, there's a couple more, so I'll be sprinkling that in there. So even if you don't like me, you're still going to get because I've already recorded the five. Thanks. 
Like I said, follow me at Sir Stephen Rice on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please, please, please subscribe, review, send this to your friends and everything like that. And I just hope that out of this episode, you know that you can do anything you want. You're a firework, you're amazing, you're just beast, and you could do everything. It doesn't matter that failure gets in your way because you're going to prevail no matter what. At the end of the day, you're going to be on top. Thanks, everybody. And until next time, have a fantastic day.